0: Welcome to the Cool Girls Only podcast, where we talk about the excitement and uncertainty of navigating our 20s. I'm Maddie and I'm Jordan, and we're so excited that you're here. We believe a cool girl embodies authenticity and confidence. It's cool to take control of your life, but most importantly, it's cool to learn from the mistakes that we all make in our 20s.
1: A cool girl is on a journey to becoming her best self, and we are here to share our thoughts and learnings every Friday with you. Welcome to Cool Girls Only we're back we're back
0: and we're recording for the first time in jordan's new apartment
1: yay what do you think
0: i love it it's so clean and just white and beautiful
1: it's very modern it's very different from our old place but honestly i like it a lot i think that it's it's good
0: i like it too it's super cozy the kitchen's so nice like i can see you just cooking a lot in this kitchen i love it i'm a big fan. Yay. So, what is this week's episode about? I, like, literally can't even think right now. <laughs> um, Money and mindfulness. Yes. How money affects your mental health. Mm-hmm. Like, this was a really good conversation because I think it, like, obviously impacts your mental health at different stages, whether you are struggling with finances or whether you kind of don't know what's going on with your finances (laughs) we've all been there
1: yeah
0: um but yeah it was a good combo i think it's great for like january everyone's kind of in that mindset so we both have the same rec
1: we do i love when we have the same i know
0: (laughs) um this week our rec is the book psychology of money we're actually gonna do a book club episode on this yeah like this is such a good book i read it over um like christmas time when i was at home and i had covid (laughs) read a lot read a lot when i had covid but this one was really really good we talk a lot about like mindset around money and i think this book is like literally for that Mm -hmm. it's not like specifics on investing or like Obviously it's saying the importance of it, but it's like really talking about the mindset around it. Have yeah, you read it?
1: I have. Yeah, it's not necessarily like a how-to. It's more like something you can casually read to kind of frame how you think about money. And looking back, I wish I would have read this like before Simple Paths to Wealth, before Me too. like digging into attempting to invest money on like td ameritrade i i wish i would have read this book before all of that
0: too it's so good like i had so many things highlighted in my kindle for this book like just so many good pieces of advice i don't know i liked when he talked about like just not i mean he kind of tied in like not giving a fuck what other people think like and Mm -hmm. what other people are doing like I don't know that's it's like the mindset where you feel like you need to like spend money and like have all of these designer things Mm -hmm. or like have a big house when it's like why because because like society is creating this unnecessary need for everyone to kind of just level up and like if you Mm -hmm. get an um a raise then continue spending your money or upgrade your lifestyle and like we've talked about that a lot before and it's a difficult thing to do because like when you do start making more money it's so easy to just start spending more money very tempting
1: to to level up your life it
0: really is but yes we'll do a um book club episode on that soon we still have to do simple path to wealth too so we'll have like two different options yeah you need to get your mindset in check listen to that episode and then if you want to start investing simple path to wealth
1: yes all about it i think um one thing that i did want to say is even if you like don't I don't know if you don't want to read this entire book. I think the first couple chapters are super helpful. And the first chapter is no one's crazy. And, like, for me, I I wish I would have read this a long time ago. Because I think you and I are very opinionated on, like, everything. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> we but,
0: have opinions about everything, um,
1: guys. But also, like, very opinionated on how people should talk about money. And this chapter specifically kind of made me level set more so than before why it's important like to respect other people's opinions on this topic because I'm very strong-willed and I'm like every woman should be talking about money we should all be doing this um, but the truth is we all have different experiences and backgrounds and like that 100% shapes like how we view money and how we talk about it so I know you and I are very like opinionated on this subject Mm -hmm. but I also know like everyone's different and everyone comes from a different experience yeah
0: no I'm glad you said that because it's (laughs) it's true we do have opinions but everyone has opinions and everyone views money a different way and like Mm -hmm. everyone was raised a different way so yeah no I thought that was a great chapter too just to like have a different perspective you know it's everyone thinks about it differently let's get into it that's our wreck. let's get into it guys (laughs) with another episode and today's episode is about how money affects your mental health in preparation for this episode we are kind of looking at elvest articles of course we love elvest they have like actually a lot of like articles kind of around this topic but in one of the articles there was just kind of a quote that stood out and it was just talking about how people feel about money and there was like a gender breakdown so the top emotion for men was confident and the top emotion for women was overwhelmed oh, so sad it's really sad and i think it's just so true though like it's overwhelming it's an overwhelming like topic and it's not talked about enough to us i just feel like as women we're not like the main um target for any of these like money no. conversations or yeah. articles or topics like i just don't feel like i don't know that much about like we talk about it all the time, but I still feel like there's so much I could learn. So overwhelm, I feel like, is a good um, indicator for women that we just don't like always know what the fuck is going
1: on, <laughs> which sucks. Yeah, and I think the fact that so much like content in general is not targeted to us is a huge factor in that. Like, yeah, it's it's just so upsetting. It's so disturbing. I know you know and i also think it goes back to like our last episode about confidence like we men are just tend to be on average so much more confident than women mm-hmm. so like if a man reads an article that doesn't always make sense they're like oh i learned something i feel better about this whatever but if we read something and we don't fully understand it we might be like what the heck why don't i understand yeah. like, We're like why like don't over-analyzing. i get it exactly. overthinking overanalyzing exactly. yeah
0: that's so true it's
1: yeah it's really sad it is so
0: do you think, I guess just on this topic, do you think money has ever impacted your mental health or it still impacts your mental health?
1: Yes, I, I definitely think that it does. It, I think in college, um, money impacted my mental health negatively a lot. Same. I felt like I'd never had any because I didn't have any like
0: I was I, so poor in college <laughs> like I can't even like my bank account was so disturbing.
1: sad. I know I know I had to like pay for overdraft protection because mm-hmm. I didn't know how much money I had in my account and a lot of my experience in college I was waiting tables and my income wasn't steady I never had a certain day where I got paid and a certain amount I got paid it was it was always different and I just felt uneasy I remember vividly going to Meyer with roommates and checking out and seeing the totals of their grocery trip with like a lot of the times over 80, 90, $100 trips and mine would be like under 40 because mm-hmm. I couldn't afford to spend any more than that like yeah. and looking back on that time it's definitely triggering because I just didn't I didn't have any money and I had a lot of friends in my life who did and I shouldn't say they had money because a lot of it was their parents and they're very lucky and a lot of them know like how blessed they were to be in a situation where they didn't have to you know work for rent and spending money um but I was in that situation so like for me it was it was very difficult and I can like honestly say I didn't feel good about like money or my financial situation until like a year ago
0: Yeah. You know, like it was quite recent. Same. We talked about it a lot. And yes, (laughs) we are getting our shit together. I'm kind of the same way. Like college was I just I just didn't have that much money. Like I didn't have a very well paying job. I mean, I didn't even work that much. Like I worked um, on campus. So I had like an on campus job. And I mean, God, my my paychecks were nothing like I think they might have covered my groceries for the week like it was like paid true paycheck to paycheck and like understandable I'm in college I'm not working full-time like whatever but yeah it's always that like lack mindset like just not having enough and having to like and I I didn't really ever feel like crazy stressed about it because I knew if anything, my parents would help me if I asked them to. It It's not like I had my parents' credit card, like some of, you know, my friends. And like I could just go and get whatever I wanted. But like I knew that if something were to happen or like I just – I lost my job or like anything, they would help me. But it's still like I wanted to be independent and I wanted to not have to do that. So I think when I moved to New York is when it really sunk in because that's when I was truly like – independent like I am in my apartment I am on my own in New York City not asking my parents for help like this is it so I just always felt like I never had enough like I had to pay student loans I had to pay rent I had to do all these things and like when it came down to it I wanted to have fun too so I would do that and then there would just be nothing saved like it would I just felt like I don't know. And like I didn't really think about it too much either, I feel like. Like I thought this is just like post grad life and like this is what you do and like I'm starting to get a paycheck but I don't need to save that much. Like I have my whole life to save, like, you know. So, I, I don't know. I I will say like once the pandemic hit, like you said, like my I got my shit together a bit because that's when I really started thinking about like my future. And, like, I started actually getting so anxious about it because I've been wasting all these years not saving money. So that kind of freaked me out. I'm, like, I feel like I should have been doing something at this point. Like, I should have had more money in my bank account at this point or more invested or anything. So you can kind of fall down a rabbit hole of, like, should have done this. I should have. But, like, honestly, everyone has to start somewhere. Like, literally. Everyone has to start somewhere. So I just... I don't know. I feel like I really need it. was like time for me. It was time for me to like take a look at my finances, understand like how to manage them. Because if I feel like if you don't feel in control, that's what really affects your mental health. It's like where you just truly don't know what's going on or like you don't
1: know how to manage the money you're making. Like yeah. that is like hard on that's, your mental health. That's such a good point. And I think looking back on that time and in- college for both of us you know we struggled a lot and we didn't really have a lot of like spending money and money was something that was always on my mind like and and it's something you can tell with people like if you go out to like get food or dinner or drinks like there are people who care how much the bill was and there are people who don't and just like swipe Mm -hmm. and it looking back on it i was so frustrated at the time with my situation but like honestly I can say now out of a lot of the people I know around my age I feel very competent and like how to manage my money at this point and I know a lot of other people around my age yeah. that don't yeah you know and like that time was tough and I know like a lot of us who had to like work through college um it was I'm not gonna say miserable because it wasn't that's not the right word to describe it but money is always on your mind it's always a point of stress it's always something that's like should i go out tonight i don't know i didn't pick up an extra shift maybe Mm. i shouldn't and i'd kind of like punish myself when i didn't have that money and when i didn't like pick up the extra work that i felt i needed to which is so, so harsh um but again now it's like i am so satisfied and happy with like financially where i am right now that it just makes me so grateful and like i don't know if people who don't have to like work for their income or you know to pay their rent or anything like i don't know how you would feel like i guess you would never come to a point where you felt like you need proud and satisfied and like you need to get your shit together because you don't don't need to think about your shit is (laughs) exactly you don't know what
0: your shit is like if you don't need to think about money then it's not gonna be like a point of stress Yeah, yeah exactly that's a good point but Does, it is going to be a point of stress later in life when you you realize, like, if you're ever cut I should have. Yes, exactly. <laughs> if you ever get cut off, um, when you realize, like, oh, I, I should have opened a 401k, or I should have contributed, or I should have, I don't know, invested. Like, yes. that's that's the point of stress that would come later in life to the people who don't really think about it now.
1: Yeah, and I think it can be, it can be really, like, scary, but if you have... Goals and if you know what you want. And I think that's another thing is, like, I had this, like, very open conversation with a friend of mine recently when I was home in Michigan. And she said to me, like, you talk too much about money. (laughs) And in that moment, I felt so, like, ashamed. And I really was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Like, I shouldn't say that stuff. And I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't know I was making you uncomfortable. But then, like, later on, we kind of talked about it. Time had passed, and we kind of went back to the subject. And she was like, I know it's a point of like confidence for you now because like of what you've gone through. But for me, it's still a stressor. And so it's hard for me to talk about it. And like with all of that in mind, it made me realize like, yes, I could have been more sensitive about the subject. But also when we had that conversation of like open, you know, honesty about where we are, it was so helpful because it was like if you are feeling super stressed about money and if you are in a moment where you're like, I don't feel like I can get out of this hole, that is the moment that you need to, like, take the energy and empower yourself to figure your shit out. Mm -hmm. Like, figure out how much money do I want or need to make to live the lifestyle I want to live. It doesn't mean it's going to happen overnight, but at least, like, be honest about it. Like, you and I are very honest about what we want, and, like, I want to retire really early. I don't want to work until I'm 70 or even 65. I would love to retire at, like, 50, 55 And, like, I know how much money I need to put away to do that and Mm -hmm. how much money I need to make to do that. And so, like, having those numbers in front of me was daunting at first. But now that I'm in the swing of things and I'm moving forward, like, with my financial goals, it doesn't feel like a stressor anymore because I know I'm doing something Mm -hmm. to get to where I want to be. And so I think it's interesting, like, some people hear – I don't know. My brother said the same thing. My brother was like, "Is it super common to talk about money a lot if you're from New York?" Because really? he, has a, he has a friend who lives in New York who just is very open about money. Like, this is how much my rent is, but I got this raise, and like, my brother kind of like took offense to it and was really? like uncomfortable. And I'm like, maybe it is a New York thing. I don't know. Maybe
0: it's a times are changing thing. I, I don't hope know. So like, I just hate that it's it is like weird it's It's, a weird thing to talk about like
1: so taboo and people so taboo yes i agree and i feel if you take offense to me talking about my financial situation because you're not in a good one that sucks your problem open your mind and figure out how to change your financial situation and like be honest with yourself like i i don't know i just find it frustrating because i don't have any problem and i know you don't either talking about how we struggled And, like, Mm -hmm. I don't have any problem telling people, like, I made no money in college and I could barely afford my rent and it didn't go well. Like, it's not like I just have a shit ton of money in the bank and I'm bragging about it. At least that's not how I feel. No. I feel like I wish I could hear someone like me 10 years ago talk about money.
0: Yes. (laughs) I agree. I think it's so true what you said about how you were kind of talking with your friend who, like, was at first uncomfortable. Like... I don't know when you're in a place like that I think talking to someone is like the first step. Like I find it so like helpful to talk to people about money just to see like I don't know different situations and like different struggles and different accomplishments. Like I just find that such a fulfilling conversation just for my learning to be honest. But I mean yeah, I don't it's just so taboo. Like I mean I even have friends like oh like do you mind me asking like how much your rent is I'm like why does it have to be like framed that way like it's not weird like no I don't mind but it I don't know sometimes I do find it weird like if someone were to just like ask me like how much do you make like how do you answer that like I don't know it's just it's such a forward question and I shouldn't
1: be like weird about it but then I'm like
0: I don't know. Like, Do I I say it?
1: (laughs) I had this happen to me recently, actually. And it was by a very good friend of mine. And she's still in grad school right now. She's going to be... um, I'm not going to say what she's going to be, because then people listening might know who I'm talking about. (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) um, I had a very good friend of mine ask me recently, like point blank, she said, you know, do you mind me asking how much money you make? And I immediately responded, said, no, I don't mind at all. And I'm happy to like talk to you about it because one i don't think any of us should be ashamed of how much money we make we all come from different situations background education like we shouldn't be ashamed to have that conversation and i know that if my same friend asked me this five years ago i would have point blank been honest with her like mm. i make shit <laughs> or like, yeah literally this is how much money i on average make serving at this mm-hmm. restaurant like because I think it's so important that we know that. And her response, I said, "No, I I don't mind at all. We can talk about it. I make this much and a year ago, that's how much I made like out of grad school." And kind of like talked her through my journey, like my income journey, and it was such a good conversation and she literally was like, "That's great. Like congrats whatever on like the raise that i had gotten." And she talked to me about like how much she's expecting to make after she's done with her program and like it was such an educating conversation I think for both of us mm-hmm. because she's taking a different path than I have taken and I now know like how much someone like her with her experience, her education, like how much she would make in that field that she's going into. So mm-hmm. I think it's like using those experiences as an education and less so like it's like not they're about coming at me or something. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yes, it's not about bragging. It's not about like saying oh my god I make this much money like you should do what I'm doing yeah that's not what it is and in fact I think it's like super important for people to remind others of that like I once I asked my brother once like hey do you mind me asking how much you make on average because he's on a commission-based structure and he kind of was talking me through like this is my salary this is how much I usually make in this job at this company like this is where I hope to be whatever and his wife was in the room, and she was like, "Hey, like you shouldn't, you shouldn't be talking about this. Like it's inappropriate, it's rude. You shouldn't say this stuff." And I said, "No, I asked. But I want to know. Yeah, I'm the one that asked. I want to know. I want to talk about it. You know. And I don't think it's weird. And I think it's so sad that people think it's weird.
0: I mean, I think it has a lot to do with how you were raised too. 100%. Like if your parents didn't talk about it, or they were like super weird about it." then that's probably how you are truly
1: like which sucks and maybe we don't think it's bragging because we're not millionaires maybe super rich people that's like a posh thing or something like you don't talk about money if you have money yeah but i I don't millionaires over
0: here i mean not
1: (laughs) not even close
0: (laughs) yeah no it's it sucks and i i wish that it was a little more open but i I understand why it's not and I understand like if you're coming from a home that didn't talk about it or like you have a really tough relationship with it or like you just don't know anything about it maybe you just are so closed off and like you don't want to yeah exactly it's exactly like if you're uncomfortable with it and like you're uncomfortable with your situation you're not going to be so open to talking about it and like since you don't really know what you're doing or like you feel like you're behind
1: again i think it also comes back to like what you said before about what you value like if you value working with children and you want to be a teacher for this age and you feel super passionate about it like go do that and there Mm -hmm. is nothing wrong i mean there is something wrong with how much teachers make holy shit oh my god teachers more um yes but like if you have a certain like career path or you have a certain like I don't know job in your mind that would just fill you with happiness and joy and that is your end game in your life and you're okay with not making much money because that's the path you're choosing. There's nothing wrong with that. No.
0: I guess well we kind of already talked about this, but I guess like are there other ways aside from mental health that like your financial health impacts like your
1: life just in general? I think you know like we've already talked about looking back we didn't have a lot and now we both feel you know in this moment today in a much better place than we did a year or two years ago um and I think the biggest impact on my mental health now feeling like financially stable is just the weight of like pressure and stress lifted off me is so so clear Mm -hmm. like I I just can't even describe it I felt so like you said living, you know, one check to the next. I felt anxiety. I felt worried about like what if I lose my job? You know, what if something happens? What if there's a huge recession? Like, you know, constant worry and fear and like constant obsession, I would say. Like mm-hmm. obsession is the right word. I was absolutely obsessed with how much I was spending and how much I needed to make to like live the lifestyle I wanted. And I think now being where I am, I'm so thankful. And I feel like I have so much more freedom.
0: Yes. You know what I
1: mean? Like, I just, I don't need to worry about how much my groceries cost anymore. And I know mm-hmm. that's like so, maybe that's super simple. But for me, that was like the one like thing. Like you said in
0: college, like you had to yes. watch and now yes. you don't.
1: Like it was this, it was always this thing where I'd be like, oh, this is 275, okay I'm adding that in and like this bread is a dollar more than this bread I'm gonna get the shittier bread like I literally was not feeding my body Mm -hmm. like nutritious food because I didn't yeah Yeah. because it was just cheaper and I always told myself like I will feel so good and this was like a bare bones goal of mine I can't wait to go grocery shopping and not worry about what I put in my cart and -hmm. like Having that now is like the best feeling. Like Mm -hmm. because that was just a simple goal of mine is I don't want to have to worry about buying organic peppers. Yeah. I want to buy whatever the fuck I want. (laughs) I
0: want the damn organic peppers. Yes.
1: Like I want to be able to feed my body good things and not worry about how much it will cost me. And like I finally hit that point and I just feel amazing. Like the freedom of it feels good. No, that does. I completely agree.
0: I think there's a lot of stress in the unknown. And when I say the unknown, like, when you just don't know what the fuck is going on with your finances. Like, Mm -hmm. it can, I don't know. It gave me a lot of stress and anxiety because I just didn't feel, I didn't put the time in to understand what was going on. Or, like, even learn about, like, what's a Roth IRA? Or should I be investing in my HSA? Or what percentage should I put in my 401k? Like, things like that. I just didn't know and that can just be kind of stressful and like I was probably a little more closed off and not wanting to talk about it because like I said I didn't know but yeah I completely agree with you about the freedom aspect like just I'm again not a millionaire over here I'm not even close but like when you get to a point with your finances and figure out what you value you can kind of create the lifestyle you want like over the last few years I've I like really stopped valuing like material things and like I don't feel the need to buy a ton of things and I'm trying to be more intentional with my purchases so I'm buying a little bit better quality mm-hmm. items whether that be clothes or things in my apartment and like I have found that I'm not buying as much when I'm buying quality things so I think that's really really changed a lot about like how I spend money and it's actually saving me money in the long run I I find that I have a little bit more freedom and, like, a little bit more money to invest in things. Mm-hmm. Like, I I can raise my 401k contribution. I can put more money into, like, a high-yield savings account. Like, I don't know. I just feel like once I found got my shit together and figured out, like, what I, like, wanted to spend my money on, now it's easier for me to, like, control it and, like, spend it the way I want and invest it the way I want.
1: Yeah, I love... The higher quality, lower quantity. Like that yes. is my mantra for this next year of my life.
0: I just don't like having shit. Yeah. Like I don't. I want to be able to like fit everything I own into in a small U. Yes, yes, in a small U <laughs> haul, very small U haul. Like seriously, I don't want to have a lot of stuff. I hate clutter. I just... It's just not... And I've always been like that. Like, if you were to come see my room as a high schooler, like, my room was, like, spotless. Like, I would just have everything cleaned. I do not hold on to shit. Mm -hmm. Like, I throw it away. I'm not, you know, a hoarder in any sense. Um, But, yes, it makes a huge difference. I just don't want to own a ton of shit. Like, I really don't. Yes,
1: my... I'm trying to get rid of clothes, and I told you my goal. My goal is to be able to fit all of my clothing, not including shoes or bags. Yes, shoes problem. are separate. <laughs> um, just clothing. I want to be able to fit all of my clothing in one carry-on and one checked bag. That's amazing. Like, that is my goal for this year, is to have, like, seriously useful pieces in my closet mm-hmm. that I constantly go back to instead of buying shit. Yeah. You know,
0: I feel the same way. I feel like buying clothes used to be a stressor for me, too, Mm -hmm. because like I just want I would be very impulsive, too. And like I'd buy things that I think are cute in the moment, but they're not versatile. I can barely ever wear them. So now I'm like the complete opposite. I'm very intentional and I'm buying things. I know like I can build an outfit with this. I can build multiple outfits with this and I like it. And it's quality and i'm not gonna need to buy another one Mm -hmm. in a year you know it makes a huge difference yeah
1: and i also think like you said knowing what's going on and i feel like we always say that but like it's almost to be more specific like if you were on prices right and you had to pick like savings tracking credit card do you know yeah do you know the numbers for those categories because if you're totally clueless like Red flag. Red flag. No, so true.
0: And that kind of, like, brings us to our next point, which there was another article by Elvest, and I loved this article, and it was Ways to Practice Financial Self-Care. So I didn't really know this term existed, but they kind of look at it as, like, that's one form of self-care. Like, we talk about
1: your skin your skin care,
0: like cutting out social media like there's so many forms of self-care and I think this is a huge one because it affects your mental health like we've been talking about this whole episode it it's, could be a huge stress point in your life so there's an article from Lvas and it's 31 ways to practice financial self-care but I just kind of pulled some that I thought were like relevant but the first one is like you just said check your account balances <laughs> like just know what's going on No how much money you have and
1: like check your credit cards. Oh yeah, check your credit <laughs> card. Do not let I actually have a tip. So, maybe Give us most the tip. maybe mm-hmm. most people don't do this. This is just how I live my life with my credit card. So, I use my credit card to purchase almost everything. Me too. I my checking account card is literally pointless. I never use I it. Don't use I don't it touch either. it. I use my credit card for everything for the points. And then I pay off my credit card, literally, you guys, at a minimum once a week. My Mm. credit card never even gets close to, like, 20% of the total balance ever. No, no, no. And, you know, I used to have, like, these little fees that would pop up on my credit card because I would wait to pay it, like, once a month. And if I missed it by a day or two, I would get that fee. And now I'm just, like, I, at a minimum, check my bank account once a week if I'm being honest, at least four times a week.
0: Um, Yeah, I check it, like, daily. Maybe I'm a psychopath. I check all
1: the time. Well, I, like, check Mint.
0: I have Mint, like I said, that app. And it's just, like, a
1: snapshot of everything, which I love. But yeah, I'm a big proponent of, like, don't let your credit card bill get so high that paying it down seems, like, daunting. Mm -hmm. You know, keep it to, like, chunks. Like, oh, I just spent, whatever, $100 at Trader Joe's. You don't need to pay it off immediately. But in a few days, once you've you know, spend any other money that you need to, pay it off. Mm -hmm. I think that could, I mean, I've seen videos on YouTube, too, of, like,
0: um, lifestyle bloggers and vloggers of, like, um, their payday routines, which I Mm -hmm. actually love. Like, that's so, that's such a good idea to kind of just make it, like, fun. Like, okay, you got paid. What are we gonna do with all this money? I always, like, I get paid twice a month, so I always, like, on that I guess part of my payday routine is paying off my credit card mm-hmm. um, and like moving money like where you know it needs to go like paying rent that's yep. a huge chunk of one of my paychecks you know so creating a payday routine could be a good form of like financial yeah, self-care I, too
1: I love that I love Caleb and I just call it like money moves like we'll be sitting there and he'll be like money what moves. are you doing I'll be like I need to make some money moves he'll be like okay <laughs> yeah me too like we just got paid maybe I owe him like a hundred or two hundred dollars for something that he purchased and I just didn't pay him back for like or like you said rent all these other expenses paying off your credit card like even at least for me I put in my calendar every day I get paid Mm -hmm. so like when I get paid I have it set in my calendar and I'll look and be like okay I got paid today I'm gonna check my account and make my money moves where I need to
0: yeah yeah I kind of like plan for it too and like I mean, I'm not in a job where I have like commission or anything. Mm -hmm. So I have like, I know my paycheck. Like, I know what I'm going to be getting on X date. So I can just kind of break it down beforehand. Like, sometimes I'll break down, like, okay. It's towards the end of the month like X amount is going I'm going to send to Joe for rent. Um X amount is going to need to go to my credit card because I probably overspent this month <laughs> this <laughs> these past 2 weeks which is normally happening. Guys, um spring savings is off to a rough start, let's just say Ooh, spring savings starts now. Let's just let's just say that. Okay? <laughs> but yeah, like you can kind of break it down beforehand like if you know how much your paycheck's going to be, it's kind of nice to plan it out beforehand so it's like you don't get to the day and you're like, mm-hmm. ah, I have some extra money. Let's just go shopping or yeah, whatever. I find that really helpful because it actually has helped me save so much when I, like, know. Like, I don't have this much money. I don't have this money to spend. Like, this money is going to savings or yep. investing or whatever. Like, it's just so helpful. And
1: when it's on the day you get paid, it's almost like it's not even there. Exactly.
0: Like,
1: you know, and there are people who you can set up separate accounts at your work where you split up your... Income and there are people who would do like twenty percent of my, whatever income is going into the savings account so that they don't even see they it. They don't even see it, yeah. And if you need to do that, you need to do that. But I I do think like knowing the day you get paid and then like like you said having it set out. Okay, I put three hundred dollars from this check into my savings. I'm not even gonna look at my checking account. I'm just gonna put it right into my savings because I know it's in there and then have that snapshot. Yeah, no, that's really good.
0: Okay, another key takeaway from this article was saying no to expenses you don't need or really want. And this kind of just goes back to values. Like, there are a lot of expenses that can come up. Like, if you are a bridesmaid for, like, 10 people in one year, (laughs) like, that shit adds up. And, like, you might need to learn to say no to some things, you know? Like, there are expenses you don't need. And it just really goes back to, like, what you value and, like, what you want to spend your money on.
1: Yeah, I like this one in it it came up recently for me because we Caleb and I had planned a trip to um just the two of us like relax rejuvenate we were thinking about maybe a spa in Arizona flights were super expensive for the weekend we wanted to go so we didn't do that and then we're like maybe we'll just go to like Miami long weekend and we started looking at hotels and we kind of like had this moment where we were planning this trip and we were like do we really want to spend $1,500 on a long weekend in Miami, like? that would easily be in like you guys might remember we had planned a trip to Portugal mm-hmm. and we had to cancel it cuz we couldn't get into the country at the time <laughs> um Coben. and we kind of like talked to each other one day and we're like this would be like well over half of a trip to Portugal maybe we wait and then do that instead and that was a moment for us of like are we just going on this trip to just go like mm yeah hang on you know that's that's a good chunk of money that we could put towards something that we would value and like remember so much more you know oh yeah, that's such a good point like traveling
0: i fully agree like sometimes i feel like joe and i would just be planning a trip to plan a trip mm-hmm. not like because we really wanted to go there or like whatever i don't know the last time we went on a trip which was palm springs a few months ago like we kind of talked about it after and like we were like i don't know that we need like that we need to, like, plan a trip every year. Like, let's just go when we, like, yeah, really, you really, really want to, to go. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's not, doesn't need to be, like, like, every year, like, clockwork in October, we go on a trip. Like, if we don't want to go on a trip, we don't have to go on a trip. Like, right. and we were kind of falling into that cycle. So, I yeah, I think it's worth, like, reassessing things and, like, taking a step back. Like you said, like, do we really need to do this? Like, we're just, I agree. Like, those weekend trips can be very mm-hmm. expensive and, like, just need to understand if that's what you really want or like you can move that money elsewhere
1: right and we're both like such like travelers we want to see the world we want to travel together it's a huge thing that like we're willing to throw cash at Mm -hmm. not throw but you know what i mean (laughs) like we are willing to spend our hard-earned money on a really great trip and it just came back to us thinking like okay we these are like five major cities we would love to visit abroad in the next five to ten years is this random long weekend in miami doing anything for us other than like yes it'd be great to have a break and it'd be great to get some sun but outside of that like is that worth fifteen hundred dollars to me
0: yeah. And the answer was no. It no, wasn't like, exactly I'd rather save
1: it and go to Portugal in two yeah. months. You know that's
0: a good idea. Like make a list of like where you want to go. And oh yeah, we have a full spreadsheet, you guys. Yeah, <laughs> you guys. Yes, you definitely. I'm sure have a spreadsheet. I need to create one. Yeah, because, do it. Because I mean, I feel like they can like trips can be impulsive. Like you can be like, yeah, I want to go to Miami for the weekend, sure. Mm-hmm. But like, is it ever worth it? Like you could have put that money towards like an italy trip or like a big trip that you've been wanting to go on like i'm done with the miami weekends like
1: i've done enough of those yeah (laughs) i'm over the random long weekend in florida trip yeah i feel like this was a turning point for me where i'm like what the hell am i spending my money on like so many people are always like oh like how did you go to europe how did you save the money don't go on that weekend miami yeah like we didn't travel for a while yes those random things like you just said those impulse travel you know times or they can just add up so quickly I know and they're I mean they're
0: fun but I'm never like oh that was the best weekend of my right. life like you don't look I love at the photos Miami and
1: think like that was a life-changing trip for no me. no it wasn't no like, you just got too drunk and spent too much money yeah exactly spent
0: way too much money oh okay that's a good one yes and then okay the next key takeaway was learn something new about money Which, that's, like, actually one of my intentions for the year. I just feel like there's so much going on, and I just want to learn about it. Like, I want to learn about NFTs. I don't know anything about them. I am learning about them as we speak, actually. Are you?
1: Yes, I've been been reading a lot about NFTs. Oh, my God.
0: Send me, like, any articles you read. Because I, like, know nothing, and I just feel like... I would like to know what is going on. There are really on. great
1: like YouTube videos that explain it really
0: mm. well. Just I love a finance YouTuber. I like know. they're so helpful. <laughs> <laughs>
1: they really are so helpful.
0: Oh my God! Speaking of finance YouTubers, I found this guy who is kind of a finance YouTuber, like just productivity and like all of that like, that like realm. But he had a video on this book called The Psychology of Money. (gasps) Caleb's reading it right now. It is so good. (laughs) Joe and I read it. It is so good. I feel like that... We talk a lot about mindsets around money. That book is literally mindset. Mm -hmm. Like, it's all about mindset, shifting your mindset. Oh, my God. 10 out of 10 recommend if you're looking for, like... It's not, like, a technical book. Like, The Simple Path to Wealth is it's helping you invest. Mm -hmm. Like, it's telling you what to do. It's a little more technical. This book is all about mindset, and it's so interesting. So off topic, but really good book. (laughs) Okay, the next key takeaway is to ask someone you know at work or in your industry to compare salaries. We kind of talked about this. But, like, I think transparency is everything. Like... It's just nice to know and, like, have something to compare it to. You could be severely underpaid. Yeah. Severely. And, like, people are.
1: Yeah. So I think
0: (laughs) (laughs) most of us are. TBH. But, like, yeah, I think having someone to talk about it openly with, no judgment, no, like, comparison, no competition, just, like, someone you trust, Mm -hmm. I think it's so helpful.
1: I agree. Yeah. Sometimes it can be hard within your own company. And you should be very careful and conscious about that. Mm-hmm. Um, don't ask people you don't trust. Make yes. sure that they're OK with the conversation. You know, Don't make them feel uncomfortable, obviously. Um, but yeah, that's super important. And I feel very lucky. I have a manager right now, actually, who's very open with me about money. And literally, like, the first that's day I met amazing. her, she, yeah, she talked about like um, how much she's motivated by money. And she's mm. like, I've never lied about like what motivates me. I could care less about this random award. I want cash. Like, I work harder when I'm paid. Yeah. and like, it Give me a so, bonus, not an yes. award. <laughs> and it was so inspiring. And, like, it just goes to show, like, I don't even know. It's kind of nice
0: to hear someone say that. Like, everyone's nice thinking a that. a
1: female manager say that. Yeah. Like, I just, I don't know. We, we talk all the time about how taboo money is. I know that that's not going to change probably in our lifetime necessarily, but... I just felt so inspired and in that moment I thought to myself like I can't wait to manage other people especially I hope women and I can't wait to have like these conversations with them because it's impactful you should never feel ashamed and I love that she was so open with me she's like I want to get paid like I work my ass off when I'm paid and like she. Talked I love about, that yes like she talked about how open she's been with her like superiors about that and how it's obviously made her so much more money and like it also like started different types of bonus structures in the team and like it impacted so much outside of the dollar amount obviously she was making but yeah i just i'm such a proponent of
0: that i love that i love that she's so open about that that's gonna help you too i know that's amazing
1: it, it gives me the like Space and like the freedom to feel like I can talk to her that way Mm -hmm. you know totally because without that conversation I might be a little more timid and I might not ask about end of your bonuses and stuff like that oh that's amazing that's a good environment
0: okay the last key takeaway is to ask for a raise okay we've already talked about this we have an episode on this go listen to it (laughs) like just ask (laughs) just ask yes like I don't know like i said i feel like a lot of us are probably underpaid like just do the research ask for what you want and you guys the job market's hot right now so if you don't get it i'm sure someone else will give it to you yeah
1: i actually was doing laundry the other day and i heard (laughs) i heard these girls um in my building talking about asking for a raise really yes and one of the girls said like yeah so I asked him about a conversation around a raise and he actually gave me like key points that I could work on to help that conversation go better and she literally said like it totally changed my perspective of him like I respect him more and now I know what I need to do to like go into the conversation and I was listening to it and I was like it just goes to show like some of us I think feel so jaded at work and we feel a little like you know, I'm not paid as much as I should be paid and screw this. And you kind of get like angry yeah, and upset and unmotivated and unmotivated. And then you really don't get a fucking raise. No. Like, and it makes the conversation so much more awkward and, and difficult. Bitter. Mm-hmm. Like you're just like, if I don't get it, yes, like I'm going to be bitter. so
0: pissed. Like, yeah, it's. A cycle, a negative yeah. cycle. So that's... Don't
1: wait till the last second. Yeah. Don't mm-hmm. wait until the last
0: second. Make sure you're hinting like you feel like you deserve this or like you, yep. you know, what else can I be doing? Or I don't know, just kind of hinting that you are going to either ask for a raise or you feel you deserve one because yeah. you don't want to also go into that conversation and then just be like, uh, what? what the heck? Like, yeah. I'm, I don't think you're ready for this mm-hmm. or like, I don't know, just it could be awkward. So make sure you're kind of showing showing them yeah that and I love
1: it. what you just said like going into a conversation and just saying like I would love to be in this you know financial position in the next three months to a year or whatever three to six months mm-hmm. and I want to know you know I feel like I've met my goals but can you tell me more about what I could do to make sure that I hit that financial goal and that I get that yeah. raise or promotion and then your manager will just like absorb it so much better I feel like I know because You're not demanding a raise in the moment, you know. You're You're willing to work for it. Yes, you're literally saying, I feel I've done my job well. Hopefully you have. (laughs) But in case I'm, you know, misreading or miscalculating or, you know, it's been communicated poorly, what could I do to get to that point and make sure I hit my goals? And then your manager will be like, oh, shit, she's motivated. Oh, shit. She knows what she wants. Let's
0: give her a raise. (laughs) Amazing. Yeah, these are some good ways to practice financial self-care and i will link these um articles in the show notes if you guys want to read them and i think that's a
1: wrap yeah that's a wrap let us know if you guys have any other tips and tricks
0: and that's a
1: wrap on this episode thank you so much for listening we really
0: appreciate it if you want to stay up to date on everything for the cool girls only podcast you can follow us on instagram at cool girls only podcast And you can sign up for our monthly newsletter at coolgirlnews.com. All of our information is linked in the show notes. We would also love to hear any topics you're interested in or any guests that you think would be a good fit for the show. Feel free to send us a DM on Instagram. We would love to hear from you. Thanks again for listening and we will see you next time, cool girls.